Hi, this is Michelle Nyong'o. Thank you for listening to my podcast. The intention of the podcast is to tell a story, start a conversation on grief and loss, and later on in the series to host interviews with counsellors, professionals, and others who have experienced grief and loss. Please take note that some of what you may hear might be difficult to listen to and may be triggering for those who've experienced grief, loss, or time in a hospital setting. Episode 20, Saying Goodbye. I've learned a lot about grief, loss, and mourning since 2012. One such thing is the importance of saying goodbye in a formalized way. Memorials, funerals, celebrations of life, or a private reading of a letter near a lake are all ways this can be accomplished. I've also learned saying goodbye doesn't happen in a single moment. It's more of a process, but you need to start somewhere, and David's memorial was that place for me. Verbalizing what your heart feels is a gift most of us don't have. Articulating truth with sincerity and genuineness is an art. I'm not sure if I'll ever fully match the words to the layered intricacies of love I had for David. I tried with a blog, and I'll share my eulogy with you here. I continue the attempt with a podcast. Perhaps it's an effort to find true congruence with what I feel in my soul and what I express. I don't know if I'll ever get it just right, but I'm okay with that because I know my feelings are pure and my intentions are heartfelt. In my core, I know David felt loved every single day of his life. You can't know what I know or feel what I feel. So instead, I share with you my many goodbyes. From Stride Wellness, this is Michelle Nyong'o, and you're listening to Weary and Burdened. Ruben and I woke up and went to the church in the morning. It was silent in the sanctuary while we set up. We laid out his blankets, books, and all of the items he accrued in the two short months he was alive. It fit on one small table. When we were done, we both got teary-eyed. All of our sweet David's things on display to share with the world. We also set up for the girls' dance routine and a registration table with a guest book, a candle, his picture, and a card box to accept donations to the BC Women's NICU. We went home and I had many emails, Facebook messages, and texts from people who had decided the roads were too treacherous to attempt the drive. It was unfortunate the weather interfered with so many people's attendance. However, I completely understood. I was saddened, especially about some of my friends, only for selfish reasons. I missed them. Soon my parents and my sister's family arrived. I showed them David's beautiful urn and his clay molds, both of which I planned to take in with me at the time of his memorial. 
we all got ready and traveled up caravan style to the church. Once we arrived, we lit the candle, put the beautiful programs my sister made out, and then displayed the clay molds on the table. Our entire family arrived and met in the church nursery. We all cried and hugged. I just couldn't believe this was happening. Our pastor came in and prayed with us before we went out to start the memorial service. Walking into the sanctuary was surreal. I started to cry immediately seeing our friends and church family members there to celebrate with us the amazing life that was David's. I carried David's beautiful and tiny urn in with me and placed it on the table before I sat down. After a quick welcome from the pastor who officiated the service, Maya and Kiana performed a dance for David. My nieces also participated. It was a beautiful tribute to David. Seeing my girls sobbing on stage but pushing through to finish just reaffirmed how much they loved their brother. I'm so glad they did it. It was simple, but in that simplicity, there was honesty and love. Following the dance, my brother Michael spoke. He spoke of David's strength, what David did for our family and for Mike personally. It was a heartfelt speech. I love to hear people's stories of how David impacted their lives and hearing one such story from my brother was touching. Michael saw David for who he was, a strong and determined baby. His message succinctly conveyed the essence of David. His speech was perfect. My favorite part was the ending, where he said, In the Bible, David slays Goliath. We all know the ending to this story. Our David didn't slay Goliath, but he did two things. First, he fought with all his strength to the bitter end. Second, he didn't slay Goliath, but that tiny little baby kicked the hell out of him. That he did. After his speech, we sang some songs. We sang, Jesus loves the little children, Jesus loves me, and I lift my eyes up, the singing of Psalm 121. Then Reuben and I went up to give the eulogy. Reuben went first. He gave a wonderful speech that included a summarized play-by-play of David's life and what it was like to be so far away at the time. He talked about all he felt for David and the things he'd missed most about him. It meant a lot to hear what Reuben had to say. I loved Reuben's speech. It, too, was perfect. Then it was my turn. I had been crying for so long. So during my speech, I was a mess. It was difficult to see my writing through my tears. I found it hard to look up. Every time I met eyes with someone who was crying, it made me even more emotional. I was already ugly crying, so I just buried my head and read as best as I could. My part of the eulogy didn't come as easy to me as the blog writing. I'd revealed so much of what I felt for him through my blog. I'd been transparent along the journey. The story of his life was more important to me. I was emotionally drained and struggled to articulate a summary of David's life with any authenticity. I was numb. The well was empty. I had nothing to draw from. Mostly, I was being selfish. I had shared so much of my thoughts, emotions, and story with the world. I had laid our journey out on the line. 
I'd been honest on a daily basis and invited anyone willing to bear witness the joy, the pain, the elation, and the sorrow. I understood people wanted to hear my goodbye to my son, but I couldn't fully make that happen. For me, I kept it partly under wrap. I wanted something just for the two of us. Here's the eulogy I shared at the church. Although Ruben had already mentioned it, it bears repeating. We would like to extend our many thank yous to our support network that cared for us in many different ways. Whether you cared for our children, made meals, prayed, or sent gifts or kind words, we thank you. I never thought that I'd be organizing a memorial for one of my children. It's something no parent should ever have to do. But sadly, this is where we found ourselves. I had no idea what was supposed to occur, so I did what any smart person would do. I googled it. There, I learned that there would need to be a eulogy written by someone to the person being remembered. That left Reuben and I. So here we are. From here on out, I cannot promise anything other than honesty and crying. There will definitely be crying, so please bear with me. David was a miracle from the very moment he was born. October 28th, at 7.02pm, we were blessed with the birth of our sweet son. He was four months early, at a whopping 475 grams, and a giant 11 inches long. He survived when the odds were stacked against him. The doctors joked that he had nine lives, because he probably shouldn't have survived the first few days, let alone his laparotomies, his PDA ligation, or the TPN debacle. But he did. And most of the time, he sailed right through. In getting to know David, we had to learn NICU speak. We quickly learned about DSATs, Brady's, TPN, lipids, PDAs, laparotomies, PIC, and art lines. And the list goes on. I remember going to sleep and all I could hear was the dinging of the machines. Learning to change a diaper on a micropremie was daunting but so rewarding, because we wanted nothing more than to touch his tiny body. I thought I'd tell you about our sweet little man that you may not already know. Reuben and I took a few days to name our little mister. On advice from my mom, we named him David, after David, who slayed Goliath, because our baby was so small and had a huge battle ahead of him. Some things David liked. He liked facilitated tucking, his bat cave, sucking on his ET tube, soother, and fingers. He also liked the sounds of our voices. Things that David tolerated were being touched, IVs, and having his ileostomy bag changed. Things he disliked were camera flashes, echocardiograms, but most of all, he detested eye exams. Fun fact, David was the only preemie around with eyebrows. Full tilt ones, too. So what can be said about a baby that was here for only two months? Well, one four-year-old boy told me David was his hero. A surgeon of over 20 years called him the toughest baby he'd ever seen. One doctor said David was his favorite baby. A nurse declared that he was the sweetest baby she had ever seen. We can also say he had an undeniable will to live, an unparalleled level of strength, and he was extremely loved, 
which is evident by all who are here today. We only knew our son for a little over two months, but it felt like a lifetime. Looking at his big brown eyes and his sweet countenance is something I will never forget. I knew David was sent here to our family for a purpose. I hoped and prayed that purpose would find him here on earth as a strong man of God, preaching the word to all who would listen, using his story of how he'd overcome all odds as a micropremie. We all know the ending to the story. David wasn't able to beat the odds. Instead of a man of God, he was a baby of God. David had such a big impact, he didn't need 80 plus years. He was able to accomplish a lifetime of work in 68 days. I think of 2 Timothy 4.7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Our sweet David has brought people and families together. He's inspired others, changed outlooks, and drawn so many people toward God. Bless his soul. Although I am heartbroken over the loss of David, I know God had a plan for his life, and over time, more and more of that plan is being revealed to us. For now, I am truly thankful to God that I was privileged enough to be selected as David's mom. I'm grateful that I could sit by his side for two plus months, cheering him on and loving him through that incubator. I'm indebted to the medical staff who not only treated David, but loved him in the hours we were not there to do so. I'm so pleased to see how many people are here to support our family and show their love to David. I was also pleasantly overwhelmed by the outpouring of messages I've received from all over Canada and different parts of the world who've contacted me about how David has touched their lives. I pray that you don't forget David and his purpose. Please don't let his short time on earth be in vain. If one small baby can try so hard to live, there's nothing we cannot do. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Love your family, friends, and even strangers, because that love always comes back around. Don't take anything for granted, especially your time and health. Things are easy to acquire, but when it all comes down to it, our time and health are what really matter most. Remember, you too are here for a purpose. God has a plan for us all. Although David is gone, I see parts of him all around me. Other than his resemblance to Josh and Reuben, I see his kind eyes in Kiana. I see his determination in Maya. I see his strong will in Josh. I see his laid-back nature in Reuben. Every time I see someone who pushes themselves, I see his ability to overcome. Pieces of him are everywhere. Now to my sweet baby. I know you're looking down on us in your big boy body. You have no pokes, bruises, or scars. I'd guess you're eating all you can with no bloating, distension, or discomfort, and you're breathing deeply all on your own. Well, I love you, sweet baby. I love you too much. I loved every touch and every moment of our cuddles. I loved your perfectly shaped hands, the lemony smell of your head, and your beautiful and kind eyes. I miss you every day, sweet honey. I miss you every day. I'll never forget you, David. Not what you did for my faith, and most definitely not the impact you had on this world. But most of all, sweet baby, Mommy is so proud of you. You fought so hard. 
You were patient and extremely tough. You did so good, little baby. I'd like to end with the phrase I said to David every time I left his bedside. Mommy love you, sweet baby. God love you, little honey. Following the eulogy, we showed a video montage of David's life. It was created by my brother-in-law, Riss. He did a great job, and it was an awesome keepsake for our family. Pastor Dave then said a small speech and prayer. I was glad the church supported us the way they did. They took care of the flowers and the refreshments we had following the memorial service. While people enjoyed some refreshments, a line formed to see the table of David's things. Everyone stopped by Reuben and I to give us a hug and pass on kind words of encouragement. I loved that part of the service, especially since I had no idea some of the people were coming. I broke down in tears seeing my cousin Stacy, my soccer teammates, and some dear friends who I hadn't seen in such a long time. Having them there to support us meant more to me than I thought. Sharing David's belongings with people was also special to me. It was a way for people to finally connect with him even after his death. People trickled out of the church. We cleaned up and my immediate family lingered around to mingle some. Repacking David's things was hard. It was like slowly putting him away. His whole life fits in one tote. I cried as I blew out his candle. Goodbye, sweet David. Till we meet again, little baby. Written and narrated by me, Michelle Nyong'o. Music by The Wristband. All post-production work done by Waxwing Productions. Artwork done by Danielle McCray. 